the one stop shop for everything on indian football well we come right after a day when india beat oman in their opening afc under 23 qualification that is underway in uae india ended up registering a 2-1 win over over oman in their opening game and before that there was an i league qualifiers where we again have a team from a new state a, t- a state that has not had any representation in the i league rajasthan united will be part of the i league this coming season so that is there to talk about and then of course the saf cup where india ended up winning yet another title putting down the marker in the subcontinent so all of that will be discussed in today's episode of injury time so before we move on let me just introduce my guest very familiar faces guys who've been on the show very many times first up joining us from bangalore is sandeep hey sandeep hey man what's up doing good doing good how's it uh, how's monday morning treating you i'm sleepy yeah that's what every journalist says on a monday morning i assume yeah Also joining us from Delhi is Orko Bhattacharya. Orko, welcome back to the show. Thanks, thanks. Sandeep just stole the line. I was going to say I'm sleepy. Now he stole the line only. It's all right. You can also yeah. be sleepy. Two people can be sleepy. So, yeah. But let's not be sleepy anymore because that's quite a few things to discuss in Indian football, which has happened over the past few weeks since the time we recorded our last episode. But first up, uh, the most uh, latest news. Yesterday night, India beat Oman in their opening game. AFC under 23 Asian Cup qualifiers which began which got underway in UAE India is in a group which features the host UAE Kyrgyzstan apart from Oman remember just a table topper is guaranteed a direct place into the quali- into the actual competition next year in Uzbekistan while the best four second place finish teams will also make it through to uh, through to the competition in that context how much uh, how much does this win uh, put India's chances of uh, finally making the under 23 asian cup or go so i think uh, it's 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 a it's a decent win to start off with uh, we have to remember that uh, the the result against a fourth place team doesn't count now what has really complicated the group is that kyrgyzstan just defeated uae 2-1 right and uae being the host nation which means they'll be gunning for us right so uh, and uh, you can definitely expect uae to pick up a win either over us or over oman so what it means in the overall context of a group remains to be seen but uh, it could be a case that you know it, and it is looking more and more likely that oman might finish bottom of the group so this win might be for nothing so uh, i think the kyrgyzstan tie in that case becomes key yes they defeated UAE, but uh, one-off matches might happen on the basis of history and the relative strength of teams. You have to say that UAE still remains the stronger opponent for India. Uh, we'll have to see. I think we'll have to see. I think it's too early to you know count our chickens. Uh, I feel I feel India has to has to try and sneak out at least one more win and a possibly a draw from from its um, other matches. Uh, because like i said now that uae have lost and because they are the hosts also there'll be in, you know even more pressure on them to try and win their other two matches outright right so uh, that's never a good uh, what do you say good position for you to be in right uh, as someone also chasing of a final spot uh, also think about it that you know you hope that the boys won't be complacent because uh, the uae team will surely be up for it after losing their first match so So it's very interesting. There are a lot of there are a lot of you know combination combinations that we'll have to see. That I think we'll only get to know at the end of the group stage. I think. 
All right. Uh, next up, UAE for India, Sandeep. But before we move on to that match, let's talk a bit about the match against Oman, which happened last night in Fujairah. Uh, a 2-1 win. Raheem Ali scoring from the spot. Then Vikram Pratap Singh capitalizing on a defensive error is the best way to put it, if I'm not wrong, uh, to give India a 2-0 lead. And at the far end of the match, India ended up conceding a match. How did you look at this match? So, I'll be a little honest now because yesterday I was working night shift yeah, designing pages, etc. So, I had, I uh, yeah, I had the cricket match on one screen, uh, laptop had the India, India match and there was a Liverpool match. It's all going at the same time. I was going by some... Living his dreams. I mean, I, I super watched the one game, but it is... Uh, I didn't watch the El Clasico, obviously, because I just don't have the bandwidth to watch all this anymore. Literally and internet-wise. Uh, so, yeah, from what I saw... Actually, I, I tweeted this out also. A lot of people were uh, responding to that, that. I actually enjoyed watching our under-23 play uh, more than the national team has done in the last... Uh, <laughs> in the last few uh, games, you know, in the SAF Cup as such. So, um, if you look at the team, a lot of them have international experience. This is the crop of uh, group that uh, travel the world, you know, sort of uh, trying to figure out the best team for the Under-17 World Cup. A lot of them have also been here or the ones before and after subsequently you know, very close in age. Uh, I do think they have a more, like the lineup can improve. Although Jigson did very well from my opinion, from what I saw. And I think Orko and I were talking about it last night in, in our WhatsApp group. Uh, Jigson had a good show, but I think Apuya could be a significant improvement when, when he comes in. And uh, they are also quite uh, quite adept in the way they want us. I think this is the way Stimach would like the team to play. Mm. Uh, it's just that these guys are able to do it and the others are not. Again, it's an age group games, So, I don't put so much precedence on that. Because we know, and uh, this is a little controversial to say, there is all age fraud and things like that. So, I don't really think about all of these. But under 23 means it's generally open level only, right? You're already... Right. Under 23 means uh, under 26 only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, anyway, you have plus 20, then I would say, okay, you know, you're in the open category. So, everything, hmm. everything is fair game. Let's go with that. And yeah, so they scored the first goal, Rahim Ali uh, scored the penalty. The second one actually was a very good move. They, they built from the back slowly, properly. Ibrahim Ali took a wrong touch, which I think uh, sort of put the two defenders out of sync and they sort of slipped. And uh, Vikram Pratap's finish was very good, uh, very assured finish. You have to give him that as well. Uh, very impressive. Then after uh, after that is the final... You know, I was legitimately concerned when they considered the late goal because we have seen the Indian arrows constantly do this. That they try to go chase a game or they try to hold the, uh, the opposition away in the last minutes and they lose it. So slightly in the back of my mind, but these guys are significantly more experienced. Why we have Akash Mishra and Ashish Rai not starting the inter- Indian national games and the under 23 games, I will never understand because they have significant improvement on uh, who was uh, playing for the national team. And plus, like uh, Orko mentioned before, th- these guys are uh, experienced now. A lot of them are internationals. Suresh did well. Jigson did well. Vikram Pratap fan club is up and running again. So, basically, (laughs) all is good now. But uh, again, you know, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, UAE is not an easy team. And uh, we haven't qualified as often as we would have liked. Uh, Or we haven't even been at the threshold of qualification as as in that's the way I should put it. As uh, as much as we would have liked. So, we started well. 
now the pressure is on you because people expect you to do more because Oman is a big name. Correct. I don't know the current uh, domestic situation that they have in terms of the league system and how the generational talent is doing. But hmm. let's see. Hopefully, hopefully they can do it and hopefully Oman finish third. Hmm. That means the spin is going to matter really a lot. Yeah. Let's hope that. Well, Arko, uh, yeah. two, there are two ways to look at it, right? Uh, India played well, not not taking anything away from them. But Oman kind of did not have the kind of, did not live up to the expectations that we had from the team from West Asia, right? Because at the start of the competition, uh, in the pre-match conference ahead of the competition, Igor Stimach was very uh, conservative in his estimation of his opponents. He knew that India were the mm-hmm. underdogs; they were not the favorites, and he played. And he was very open and frank about it. He just wanted to take one game at a time. Mm-hmm. If AIFF releases anything to go by, it was a strong Omani team that India were up against. Uh, but the way Oman played, uh, there were a lot of errors. The team uh, did not look like a cohesive unit, like we have seen in the past from a West Asian side, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I think I break down West Asia into essentially two parts. Uh, it's there's a top rung of West Asia, which I think we're light years away from touching them. I mean, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, uh, I UAE at times. Yeah, we lost six right. 0 to them. So yeah, Qatar, then there's Qatar this, for now. Qatar for now. Then there's the second tier of West Asia, which uh, Syria also for now. Right. 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 Uh, then there's a second tier of West Asia, which uh, which we can emulate with with better decision making, with the better class of players, with uh, you know players who who come and play a cohesive game. Uh, see, I think uh, I think it was Sandeep or someone else who mentioned it yesterday. It's not that Stimach hasn't tried this before. Stimach has tried this before. It just worked out yesterday. It worked out really well yesterday. Uh, one of the key factors there was Deepak Tangri, and uh, which is something I don't understand. Tangri was absolutely pivotal yesterday. So, and when you have one specialist, one specialist centre back in the senior team, uh, Sana, right? He. Uh, Stimach played Subhashish Bose, he played Pritam Kota, he played all of these guys at centre back. But he over, I, I think that decision is a bit bizarre for me, right? Uh, I think one position, Oban tries down, but uh, we played a stack. We, we uh, Dixon almost dropped back, back to a, right. what do you say? He dropped back to a, almost a third centre back. At, I, I don't think Narinder was a bit. Casual and guilty of the occasional mistake. I, th- I think he, it was him also who was slightly culpable for the goal that Oman conceded. Right. Uh, but I think between Tangri uh, uh, and uh, between Tangri, Suresh, and uh, Dheeraj, I think these three managed the game really well for India within the game. Right. And Oman's major problem was that they could not break down break down the the Indian defense. They they. Their number ten really struggled to to break between the lines. Uh, also, right. also, also because the two fullbacks that played for the under twenty three team should be really the ones starting for the Indian senior team as well. Ashish Rai and uh, Akash Mishra, they did a really good job of you know covering the defense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they gave very little change to the wingers, right? 
because usually and this is something i personally noticed we get a completely exposed down the wings when we play these fast west asian sides we we cannot yeah. we just cannot handle them right so these two showed really boundless energy and akash mishra like every time i see him i, I tell him he is like a road runner on the field like he's he definitely should be in like senior under 23 hyderabad fc wherever he sh- should be playing like 100% like there's no doubt for me in that so uh, i think all factors given i won't say india lucky i say a lot of stimachis plans worked out yesterday all right all right and also with the same thing about wing backs the reason why we struggle in wing backs is that our wing backs either they are not uh, traditional wing backs they are uh, wide defenders maybe wide of a three and they are being pushed out right and they just don't have the speed to deal with all these players who are generally on the wings these two are genuine wing backs you know the story was uh, ashish rai was supposed to be the top player and he got injured and then akash mishra came and never gave back the space so uh, these two guys have just burst onto the scene they have uh, insane amount of energy they are very very quick yeah. you can teach most people to do a lot of things you know you can teach them to learn the game better you can teach them to sort of uh, you know receive the ball in a certain way in a certain action i'm not saying they correct. can do it correct you can't teach speed and speed speed is also something you can't really improve maybe a little bit you can but not much mm. so when you find fast players the reason why udanta still gets a nod if you look at it is purely because he, he is fast fast is fast he, even before when he was at his peak udanta this is speed that made the difference it's not particularly his decision making or his crossing ability or anything it's just the speed mm. and how much damage he can cause with that speed not just right. in behind but you know getting fouls and things like that getting players uh, booked and all mm-hmm. those so that's going to be very important then india has some players who are very quick and we need to make sure that those guys are playing all the time in the national team because this international level speed is everything right. isl you can sort of get away with it because you are mostly playing mm-hmm. as an indian winger and you intend to from there and you have three center backs and one forward side that mm-hmm. out there in the age, international realm with speed you just can't uh, if you don't have speed you can't mm-hmm. do it Well, uh, one of our listeners is joining us live. Also, there are a few questions as he's popped up. Yeah, just uh, just going to add to. Go on. Yeah, just going to add to Sandeep's point. Finally, uh, then you okay. <laughs> both both Ashish Rai and uh, you know Akash Mishra come from Hyderabad FC, where essentially there's a lot of emphasis on this high press, high speed game. Like you know, they've honed it over the last year, and you can see you can see it. In the, in the ISL as well, that these two are being asked to push, you know, all around, all down the pitch, you know, from from their box to the opposition box. You've seen Akash Mishra go to their box and try to win balls, and you know, so uh, like I said, I I think it's also down to the style of play that these two have inculcated over the last year as well. And I think that has that has that has, that has shown. Last all Manola Marquez is uh, shades here and there with the under 23 Indian setup, right? Well, uh, Shubham Anayak, like I said, is joining us live, and there's uh, there are a few questions that it popped. Uh, let me just bring one one by one. And uh, first one is about Raheem Ali, uh, man who scored scored from the spot uh, yesterday. He was part of the SAF Cup uh, national team as well as senior national team. Raheem Ali needs to add goals to his game. Uh, he has all the attributes to be a good striker. Do you all agree, guys? Me personally. i think uh, he is yet to convince me uh, last year sabalaslo was talking about him a lot and then he said they used to work on these drills where he had to turn and shoot like 
receive the ball with the goal behind turn and shoot and they would move the goal every time just to improve his uh, shot making ability and things mm-hmm. uh, but even then I mean the whole chennai team missed a boundless number of yeah. chances so uh, i don't know why he has to improve a lot i think uh, that nepal game where he got the man of the match that was just an absolute pass he, he was not man of the match in that <clears throat> and uh, i'm just going to go one step further i'm just going to say i, I completely disagree with, with shubham. me oh, with shubham yeah. which i completely disagree oh, with shubham okay. uh there was this there, there, there was this team last year i won't name the team or i won't name the player who told me this uh the they went back to the dressing room and they beat chennai and the coach said hi guys uh, you have to thank rahim ali for this because he missed uh, five chances against us <laughs> right and this is this is a true incident i'm not kidding i'm not putting rahim ali down i'm sure you know he has uh, ample opportunity ample time to improve but he hasn't convinced me one bit like i'm not i'm not convinced at all the i mean he showed it in flashes yesterday i think uh i think i think and that, that this is the really the bane of indian football that we see indian we see them in patches we see are what a run and then we go and say are this guy is a really good striker right but we don't see what they do for the entire 90 minutes we don't break down the match for the entire 90 minutes and we don't see what impact they have so i i do i completely disagree with shubham saying is is not ready yet uh for me i'm not even sure if he should be starting at at club level i feel that he's more suited to the i league currently uh but again even there we don't have any indian strikers playing so uh, i think azharuddin malik this might, this year might play because of his preseason performances but uh, apart from i don't see any other like i don't know the indian striker I'm playing in the i league and uh, for rahim i think he has to improve he has to improve a lot for him to even justify that position in the national team well common consensus uh, rahim ali has a long way to go go and he has to prove himself uh, time again, time and again to be where he is right now with the national team there's another question about another player uh, youngster if i may call him so aniket jadhav was missing most of the game uh, who could do a better job in his place uh, uh, I, i don't think he was bad but uh, someone could do a better job hmm. maybe he is uh, speaker so <laughs> yeah uh, someone could definitely do a better job uh, i think uh, i think what simash did and uh, to answer i think sandeep also raised this point as to why akash mishra wasn't playing i think what simash did is he tried to he tried to kind of distribute his squad into two some right. would overlap between the saf and the under 23 some he wanted to keep only for the under 23 i feel uh, which is why i think the likes of liston colasso did not feature in the you know in the, in, in the under 23 at least this is the this is i think this is the thinking i'm not sure right uh, only stimach can say uh, but yeah uh, the problem with all our wingers is that who who is the one winger who is convinced throughout the 90 minutes right uh you can play a liston also but then after 45 minutes i feel his tank is out of gas i don't think there's any other anything that he has to give after that uh you have jerry momen thang who's over 23 who should really get a chance now in the senior national team uh who else is there the who who else yeah i think bryce miranda uh, deserves a starting uh, position yeah, in the next match last year no so he won yeah and he was the best uh, he was the best indian yeah. winger in the i league by far 
so he he deserves a he deserves a, that that left wing berth at least for the next 123 game i hope so uh, we don't know or any other indian wingers i i can't think of any other indian wingers that have really uh, you know convinced me because all of them suffer from the same problem that sandeep said decision making is a very big problem uh when to cross when to hold your run when to shoot and when to cut in that's it's it's a very big problem with the wingers which is why they start their career off as wingers and then they move move back to full backs right so i don't know okay. i i can't think of any wingers i mean yeah we say that anna yes is right aniket jadhav didn't do a lot yesterday but like who do you replace him with like big problem so there is a thing with wingers and generally with indian i'll tell this with a story so a lot of the times these wingers burst in and then we see them and because uh, isl or indian football in general is a clipping culture in in the thing where you do one thing and they clip it and make it sound seem like you're amazing and they show so it happened, over and over again huh? yeah this happened to chusai raj who was a great player when he was in chennai but he defensively didn't do anything so constantly never took him and we all questioned it until you go to the stadium and watch because on tv you won't see it. when you see him on in the stadium then you realize how many of them are coming back running back and you know keeping shape and things yeah so when in chennai city they let him do it's like ronaldo like then others will do the work so that he is so good mm-hmm. running power running with the ball let him spend his energy over there so that doesn't work in an international level mm-hmm. then the story wise is when so yeah so the wingers burst onto the scene suddenly he is fast they don't know what he is going to do and then uh, everybody is little like you know they don't want to tackle him because they don't know if he's going to run or he's going to cut in left foot right foot no idea right they might have some inclination but a lot of the times these guys burst in and we don't know then later they realize so oh, they do one thing very well so oh, let's do the same and we will like okay if it's udanta show him onto his left foot let's see what he does hmm. but most of the time he runs and if he gets to the byline he's always going to pull back so hmm. when he pull back or he puts a low cross he doesn't put the high cross as much hmm. so when you do these things people slowly figure it out so then it's up to udanta to change his game which he did for a brief while he scored uh, i think in spune he cut in onto his left foot and hit a shot so they were actively working with him to improve and there's another story with udanta was uh, this was when prabir das was playing with mohan bagan the old mohan bagan and he was playing as a left back or something prabir is a very versatile guy you know he plays all over the place and udanta beat him out wide three times in the first 10 minutes and this guy got booked also for a lunch so then at the moment i was watching and thinking ah now it's done like he's on a yellow card he is not going to touch him so you go run at him again and again and then he started coming inside then started coming inside he never uh, tried to run out again to put more pressure on the on the guy with the yellow card hmm. so these are learned game sense and game learnings and decisions that you grow that time udanta was young also to be fair to him so these are things that you have to learn on the job and the ones who learn are the ones who are the long term players like if you look at indian national team there are a lot of people who come do something and then go away and there are people who stay for a long time whether it's sandeep jingen or uh, gurpreet and namrinder as a second goalkeeper although he is he, him and gurpreet there's not too much difference between the two uh, top keepers yeah gurpreet a little bit uh, taller for the international level so not little bit quite a bit taller for the international when it level. comes to wingers i think jackie is a very good example of someone who's learned yeah. and learned and learned over time you know to try to no he's not but yeah. he is one of the main protagonists of the constantine renaissance also in, in the in, in fantasy thing is jackie had another guy with him satyasen satyasen little unfortunate with injuries 
but when he came back also he was uh, never the same player mm. jackie meanwhile went to mumbai sorry went to goa changed his game mm. uh, became relevant again became uh, international again i think even scored again uh, in one of the games of the national team yeah yeah so, i think that's also down to the fact that goa created so many chances that it was difficult for him to miss them all he would <laughs> he would get he would get five chances and he would he would, he would concede one right he, i mean he would score one i mean so it it, it It, it it fell in it kind of fell in place for for Jackie and Jackie had that explosive burst of pace which Saitya never did. Saitya right. was the more uh, he, he was the more proficient with the ball and you know I get it when when they broke out I really had more higher hopes for Saitya because Saitya was the better player in Wahingdo yeah. right okay. when when we saw them. But, uh, yeah, you mean the 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 first season that he joined Kerala Blasters it was th- season three I think mm. right if I'm not wrong. Since three or two, yeah. Don't remember now. Yeah, but yeah, our wingers keep disappearing so quickly. Like it's it's crazy. And there are wingers who keep playing, and like I I can't explain how they keep playing, keep getting like I I don't want name names, but there's one particular name that comes to mind from from Chennai FC who kept keep kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. I'm not even sure how he how he how he kept playing. So yeah. Well, all right. Uh, one more bit about this under twenty-three cha- Asian Cup qualifiers. From an Igor e- Stimach point of view, how important is this qualification? How important is this campaign for him? Given things have not gone well with him with respect to the senior team, and now with the under twenty-three uh, reins of the under twenty-three team also taken over by Igor Stimach, which was always the case when he came in. It was not just the senior team that he would be looking after. He also the under twenty-three team. How important it is for him to deliver at this level, so that there is some uh, that there is some backing to the claim that this man is the is the right one for the job. See, when you struggle against Nepal and Maldives and all of those teams, uh, you really have to ask whether we have the capability to qualify for the AFC Asian Cup, right? The the Asian Cup qualifiers will not be a cakewalk. It will be much difficult because last time we got a. Ridiculously easy group. We got Kyrgyzstan, we got Myanmar, and Macau. I think that that was our final group. So like, I could scarcely believe it when we got the group. Like, like it it, it was crazy, right? Uh, then this year, it we might not get that easier easier of a group, right? So Stimach's whole job, even if he fails to qualify for the Asian Cup, might be saved by the fact that he. you know he might qualify for the under 23 uh, asian cup if they if they uh, you know maybe if they get one more win you know they they might qualify so uh, one more win might be the difference between him keeping and losing his job like for him personally for us right. though i think the under 23 asian cup will still be a step too far because uh, some there are some teams which have ridiculously good talent at that level you have the likes right. of japan and south korea and all they They are they are now pushing. Those guys are now going and playing in Europe at that age, like twenty twenty one and all. Right. Like like, what do we expect? Like seriously, I mean, I mean, forget them. You have the likes of Uzbekistan who are now sending players. Uzbekistan and those guys are sending players to the Serie A and all. Elder Shomurodov is playing in Roma and all of that. So, right. so the un- the final round of the under twenty three is going to be difficult. But if he qualifies for the under twenty three Asian Cup. he might he might save his job even if we fail but for me i think the technical committee should definitely look into it if we fail to qualify for the uh, 
the main Asian Cup because then it means we've regressed. It it clearly means we've regressed because this is a team which was on the verge of qualifying for the uh, knockout stages of the Asian Cup, which came within a minute of qualifying for the knockout stages of the Asian Cup. If not for you know that that you know that whole penalty incident against Bahrain, so. the 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 biggest mystery is you don't know how the technical committee is thinking right you do, you don't know what they think what they eat what what's going on in their heads right mm-hmm. they might even prioritize this saying oh you know we qualified the only second time in history we qualified for the under 23 asian cup so you never know what's what's in store yeah you, I mean, you we never already won the world cup of south asia so world cup <laughs> of south asia i i just like to make a point here right so of of all the continents right asia is technically still considered to be the weakest right i mean oceania i mean i'm, I'm not taking oceania into account right of the five <laughs> main of the five main, main continents right of the five main continents yeah. north america south america africa asia europe asia is supposed to be the weakest among asia south asia is supposed to be the weakest okay so we are technically the kings of the weakest confederation in the weakest federation in the weakest continent so where does that really well this is something us? like i said yesterday right uh, but india yeah, like is, it was it india was, is just it like was a, really a mystery uh, to see these guys playing yeah. india is more like a at the best an average team in a very average continent uh, where the best teams in the continent are at best the average in world football Mm, so yeah, that, that really that's... gives you a picture of where indian football is today and how far the road ahead is yes mm. like the banner a few years ago at the ganpurwa <laughs> stadium said the belief is always there but the road is ahead this road is way ahead mm. it is way way ahead and mm. we need to be cognizant of this fact that whatever this team does mm. yes it's a step forward if the team is performing well if the results are coming their way mm. but to go out and say that yes we are a force to reckon with say at the continental stage or we are the fast improving uh, nation footballing nation in asia that's mm. by far a very long shot who a says very that? Oh, yeah i think we should start a handle yeah i think we should start a handle called indian football team for the saf cup ift saffc <laughs> i think that is more that's more relevant i think at, at this point of time i think right. for for but, uh, for so sticking to the uh, Asian Cup uh, under 23 Asian Cup qualifiers. Uh, Orko said, uh, "Yes, this result would matter for Egos Timas personally, given the fact how the senior team has performed under his tenure. Uh, but in the overall context, even if the team doesn't qualify for the actual competition in 2020 to the under uh, the under 23 Asian Cup, even if this team is to finish second, miss out on that uh, on that top four second place teams." It would also count as a good performance by this team, right? Sure, why not? Uh, you have to balance it somewhere. All the bad performance we've done, you have to balance it somewhere with some good performances. But look, we are counting our chickens before it's uh, hatched. Absolutely, doing the same. We beat Oman, and even at the national level, at the senior level, India has been competitive with Oman since 2016 or so. So uh, maybe they have regressed. I don't know. they just have a, we know all these uh, that goalkeeper no ali alhabsi and all these players we known them for a long time so we think they are the same i don't know anything about them but we just have to ensure that we don't uae is not going to be easy 
and these uh, teams like kyrgyzstan uzbekistan all of these guys are improving and they are improving a lot and they are and the while they are improving we will we'll talk like they are improving but we are a sort of stagnant we are if we are improving we are improving at a very slow rate so relatively speaking they are going much further ahead so all this is not going to be easy and uh, stimatch interestingly we had a press conference we were uh, i don't know what day last week sometime we attended a press conference which is asking about his tenure and all happened so uh, obviously covid is a problem but i i refuse to uh, blame it anymore because it happened to all the countries it happened to us it just hit us severely in the second uh, this thing I, i'm not going to say but the league happened bangladesh league got cancelled and you know all these other things everybody had their own problems and uh, we can't keep going back to the same thing again and again and uh, the other part of it is is that he said other barring that bangladesh at home all the results uh, what we sort of expected it to be but then you're looking at it thinking did you really have to consider late goal against afghanistan away uh, you didn't play home games uh, that was one thing that he said we only played one home, two home games we didn't play qatar and i don't think qatar coming here would have made any difference in the result and uh, all these kind of thing and when the, one time when we had fans you said too many fans that caused a problem so uh, i don't know what's going to be an issue and they don't talk about the nepal games where one was a draw one was a atrocious one win so it's not like outperformed everything and bangladesh was an outlier it's not it's not bangladesh was not an outlier the outlier would have been qatar draw and uh, the performance china against china china was no, under constant 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 sorry yeah qatar yeah. draw would have been the outlier yeah. everything else is expected or less than expected so um, if you're looking at it i always say okay you know what he's been bought in thinking 2023 asian cup let him live or die by his word let him go there let's see what he can do support him as much as possible uh, see, go through the qualifiers and see if he can qualify if you don't qualify then the essential reason why you're bought here you fail to achieve that uh, minimum target right. so then we have to think about it in the long term again i, I don't uh, i don't advocate for anybody to lose their jobs and things but this is the situation where we find themselves in and let's say we went really close almost qualified to some one goal difference or something we didn't make it then sure maybe there's an there's something to be said about keeping him on also and technical committee anyway i mean i i wrote that whole article which uh, came mistimed and wrote it on the day when in the day it came the day after india won the saf but the point of that article still stands we don't have a calendar we don't have leagues that go beyond 4 4 months we we fall behind qatar south korea play three games against each other they play 36 and 38 games in the sec- first and second divisions first and second they play 30 plus in the second division and then uh, this is the same iran also has a long league the two leagues have uh, 30 games or so, maybe even more i don't know the exact number the second round of it is the uh, youth system japan outplay us by 30 games from age of uh, 13 from 12 13 onwards they play 30 games more every year when are you ever going to catch up to that number you are never going to catch up to that number and age fraud age fraud is a massive issue here which people just keep uh, ignoring or uh, sort of letting it go every club has been caught yeah, it's a very chalta hai attitude towards age fraud yeah. in india yeah. and it's across sports and mind you it's not just india it's not just but the yeah. difference is the difference is in cricket right 
they go they are talented enough that lot of them do make the grade or they play ipl or uh, ranji trophy and at ranji trophy level you get really good money if you are ranji trophy regular you are fine you are uh, you are making good money for the season and plus you will play all the other uh, ipl types and kpl all those things in football that's not the case if you don't make it in isl the drop off in salary from isl to i league is crazy and uh, it's uh, some there are, i'm i'm going to come out and say this there are some clubs i have i've heard that are even getting money to have players on i've yeah. heard these rumors so yeah. what what does that say about a team that is allowing people to play and they'll allow you to play where is the standards going to be so these are questions that are nothing to do with stimach stimach has dealt a very bad hand i have a lot of sympathy with him uh sometimes is uh, the way he talks and all people get annoyed and there is this whole really funny uh, indian football out of context page that i find hilarious uh but yeah at the end of the day uh, he has dealt a bad hand and uh, i you feel need like humor in life <laughs> indian football has zero humor okay yeah. i'm going to tell you this like i say something out here. of context is giving you some <laughs> Ah, uh, but uh, there are a number of times when we try, we say something sarcastic on Twitter or something like that. Yeah. People get uh, upset, or I get uh, some people. Uh, I even ask people like, when is it going to be okay that we can be a little sarcastic or little funny in the way of talking? And you can't. It is not. I think the world is gone. I think the world is gone in this direction where everything has to be in a yeah, certain. Well, that ship's sailed. So, but out of all, this football is very funny. I have to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wanted to start that, but. That guy started before me. That's all right. This was the second venture to sit and find all these uh, nuggets. I don't have the time, but someone's doing it. I would enjoy it and promote it as well. Some really funny stuff. Well, humor aside, uh, the SAF Championships, which India won eighth title for them, the most successful team, hmm. if I'm not wrong, eighth or the ninth title. Uh, Irrespective of the number of titles that India has won in the SAF Championships, uh, one thing we saw is it, gradually the team progressed. The competition. Uh, as a competition progress so that's a good sign but overall orko how did you look at this competition because the last time we spoke was after that sri lanka draw and that was not a good mood that was not a good situation to be in but from there on the team improved there were wins ended up winning the title uh, overall uh, how did you look at the competition so yeah i think uh, the i think the the point the the, the draw against uh, sri lanka was definitely the low point and uh, considering that uh, they're mostly a you know team full of uh, semi amateurs you know like sorry semi semi professionals it's always good oh, to it's the same no semi amateur yeah semi amateur semi professional yeah it's always good to see a it's always good to see a bunch of bunch of you know like uh, plumbers chefs all of these guys doing good stories don't they yeah i'm talking about the sri lankan team not talking about the indian team although like you know the, the situation can we lack be, humor yeah yeah see we lack humor so nobody nobody Need to clarify nobody pull me up on that okay <laughs> nobody pull me up on that but uh, yeah i mean see i mean irrespective of semi professional or not uh, i mean uh, those guys earning 0 rupees versus our guys earning 1 crore rupees i mean no no difference only <laughs> I mean, you say the team progressed, but uh, like the team was good in patches again, even in the final or in the semi-final. I think, I think yes, the tactics might have improved. We might have become more attacking. We might have changed it up a bit, but it was far from convincing. And uh, is it really a victory? Because last time, last time we played the SAF, 
our under 23 team played the half right? right we crashed out to maldives in the final but right. it was still a under 23 team remember sumit passi got scored in the in, in the half cup okay so uh like well, i i don't know i i don't even know if it's a measure of progress seriously i i can't call it progress right people very conveniently forget that it was our under 23 team which participated last time and i think i think if you are if we are to be a serious nation serious football nation for the likes of the saf cup it should be our under 23s and our under 20s under 20s that participate but to see our national team go there and struggle yes i know that you know i i was consciously aware that we went the same team that was you know at the peak of our game when we went to the asian cup and when we came within a minute but i didn't think we had regressed so far that you know the tournament that you know that we had so comfortably breezed through to the final with a under 23 team we would struggle with our senior team right i did not think that it had come things had come to this this level i did not right so it's a big wake up call for everybody everybody involved right I, i see a lot of narrative going around saying you know oh our under 23 team played better than our senior national team sorry a lot of these guys were involved in the senior national team as well right so so no excuses for them once you're 18 once you're 19 right stop treating them as children they're not children anymore they're senior players they're pros they're getting paid money right they're not doing it for free they're not they're not doing it for mother teresa's charity they they're doing it for you know they they're getting paid right you expect a certain amount of quality you're investing so much in coaches in 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 infrastructure in all of this and you still can't produce players you know who who beat nepal and bangladesh with their eyes closed then i think you you have a serious problem right i think it's just time to come out and accept that right so definite regression irrespective of us scoring you know six goals in the final two matches if you look at the overall tournament again let's not be a clip culture let's not look at the highlights in the oc bo we scored no it's not the first game against bangladesh you know they were they went down to 10 men and they were the better team after going down to 10 men uh, sorry that's just unacceptable for me it's 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 clearly not acceptable right and this is what happens like you know you play football four months playstation eight months like it's shown it's 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 it's, it's clearly shown <laughs> i think so sorry I, i mean i don't consider this a triumph and the fact that we celebrated so wildly Did is a bit bad Yeah, but you sir, the senior players like Sunil and all are very aware that this is hmm. this is it is what it is, and even yeah. the coach said I don't see it as a major triumph. But yes, it was celebrated as a major triumph by other people around them. Yeah. So I am happy because we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, Sorry? because we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. We we we. Just we just needed something to cling on to. Otherwise, we would have been dubbed the biggest flop in the history of football, right? Because Nepal, Bangladesh, Nepal, we 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 drew one and we barely beat them in the other the two friendlies that we played there. Bangladesh with ten men with with a man advantage, we struggled. They equalized. They equalized, right? Uh, Sri Lanka, we could goals, right? When we see Sunil's hmm. header in the semi-final, I think. Yeah. उटर 
Why not? Yeah. All you did was direct the header. That's all you can do now. From that distance to from that distance, all you can do is direct the header for the ball to land. And that's that's just luck, dude. No, from he's directing ball. it to that side. That's where he wanted it to go. It he's just directing it. That it it just hits the frame. No, like, I don't buy that. Like you can't take away the finishers. This thing Sunil has done these kind of headers too many times for it to be lucky. But just for me, for me it was not. There was an element of luck for sure. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's not doing as well. He scored in the past. Like he scored a lot of. Yeah, he scored these kind it's of headers. This is compared to any of those goals that he's he scored. No, he scored these kind of headers. Also. I'm telling you, I mean, there is obviously an element of luck that is there in any goal. Like even if you are trying to curl it in, sometimes it curls, sometimes it doesn't. So there is that element for sure. But he is doing whatever he can, having done this so many times, he's doing to the best of his ability and came off that day, and that's fine. But the you what what you actually are making sense in this sense is that this is not sustainable. It doesn't. You can't score these goals. Every game or every other game, yeah. you can only score these once in a while. A lot of the times, it doesn't come out. Yeah. And the Sahal goal also when he ran, between... XG XG outliers. Yeah. Ah. So Sahal's goal also. Those are goals that you can't score all the time. Yeah. So uh, you need you can't. Uh, I think Sahal's down. reaction said it all. Even he couldn't believe that he just scored that goal. Well, the point is that uh, if you rely on brilliance to get you get you those game-changing goals. Then you are not going to last a long time because brilliance is not sustainable. It's it comes and goes. Yeah. How many team goals did we see? How many team goals did we see? Is, is the question. Not many, I think. Well, we scored a few goals. Team goals. It is, but again, look, it's it's Sunil. He is he scored uh, a few goals. He is finishing the whole thing up like in the time when he scored that uh, curling goal against Oman, which changed the game when they played here. Or uh, yeah. against JDT that the BFC keep talking about, he scored the goal uh, against that the beach from outside the area, right? Yeah. So he is scoring those goals. It is actually changing momentum of games. Yeah. It's at the right time with the kind of goal that the others are deflated. They're like we did so much, like this guy still scored, and then your morale goes down. Then you can climb. He is his influence. Everybody talks about Sunil as this guy who's helping players and helping them grow, and the senior pro who does the right thing. But on the field, he changes games, and uh, sooner or later, and Sunil is also very aware of his uh, footballing mortality. It's going to go in another two, three years. He's going to leave. He's going to retire. Nobody else has that kind of skill who can do this. We have been waiting for Tapa to do it for a while, but he's been little on and off. Maybe he can uh, get there. He's still young enough to do that. He's not the latest one to join that bandwagon. I think because he's ever not since Smith has been around, a lot of players have come no, and gone. Not. Like you uh, had a JJ a few years ago who was expectedly the next person. But to JJ did a lot. Okay, to be fair, yeah, he, 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 he did a lot. Yeah, he, he did a lot. Then one awesome. injury and everything is over. Yeah, I mean there are there are players that we expect great things from, and we've seen Sunil do this as a sustained level for a long time now. Uh, but nobody else is there. It used to be Baichung Bhutia before this. He used to talk about Baichung as a guy who gets the goal. There was I am Vijay. The next generation, we don't have a striker because goals are the ones that changes the game the most. You can have impact in terms of midfield tackles or uh, suddenly taking dictating tempo and things like that. But goals are the one that. Absolutely changes games. We don't have one to do that. And kudos to Sunil, man. Every time uh, I talk to him, I talk to him with a lot of respect. Whenever there is a, a you know press conference or something, because what he has done for the national team as a player, 
we just have to tip your hat off uh, to what he's doing. He's a little lucky in that he he's playing at this generation where social media and all is there. Then we don't have clippings of how IM Vijayan used to play or all of these. But we can't uh, he's maximized whatever he can and squeezed every drop of talent from his career. So, and Indian football team. All we can do is hope that he continues for a few more years, at least till the next Asian Cup and India. We'll be there for the Asian Cup, for sure. I think if we qualify for the Asian Cup, I think that's. If that we qualify for the competition, we've spoken about this a long time ago. That 2023 was his aim. Correct. Uh, he would play. That would be his third Asian I, Cup. I think even if he's on crutches, we should take him. He'll still score. I think. Uh, still we still need score, to qualify yeah. for the competition first. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, it would be a shame if he did all yeah. these things for India and does not qualify for the. Really, really, it yeah. would spoil his uh, such a deserved swan song. It, I think, it's yeah. it's unimaginable to think that Sunil Chetri would retire on such a low note. But I, I really hope that that doesn't happen. Doesn't like, happen. I mean, you know, the best, uh, great retirements that we hear of. I mean, Zidane's could have been great if not for the red card because he took that team to the final. In the World Cup, there are some so, retirements in India which were scripted. I won't name which ones, but I think everyone's very aware of which which one yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. right? Sunil, so, for him to qualify, and if he has to retire, to retire at the Asian Cup, at least internationally, to walk away from the tournament at that peak, I think he deserves it, man. Like it would me, it would be such poetic justice for him to go off uh, after a performance. I remember. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. Remember Baichung's ba- last Asian Cup. Remember Baichung's Asian Cup, and he, like, it wasn't a pretty side at all because he was trying, but he was injured, and you know, he barely. But Baichung, that's made 2011 it. was the last time, right? Like, he had to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's what no, he had to play. But I'm saying it. It was such a. It it wasn't the swan song that he deserved, right? Because he was injured, and you know, like, right. What. Like it, it, it didn't, it didn't pan out the way, uh, or like you know, many Indian football fans wanted it to. So for Sunil's sake, I hope it does because uh, people don't often did. Did I am get the retirement he wanted? I'm not. I'm sure he also, he also would have wanted to play one iteration of the Asian Cup as well. If I'm not wrong, I don't think I, I am was part of the 2011. Uh, no, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. So uh, yes, we have to qualify at least for Sunil Chetri's sake. We have to qualify for the we sake of. Let's career. make that the hashtag to trend. Do it for Sunil. Do it for Sunil. Yeah. I mean, he held you. I mean, Virat Kohli said this great line. No, uh, when Sachin retired, he's like he carried the nation on his shoulders. Now he'll carry him. Let's carry Sunil to the uh, to this thing now. Richly deserved, richly deserved, Sunil Chetri uh, and the Indian football team. But uh, there were does it sound like we are in love with Sunil? I just feel it went a little bit. I won't be one to blame uh, if people I, call I'm me. I'm sure you won't be. Of all the people here, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I won't have a problem if people say that. Uh, okay, let's just move on. On the domestic front, there was football happening. The I League qualifiers wrapped up in Bangalore. Sandeep, one of the lucky ones to be there for that final game day. Yes, I was there the previous game also, but I couldn't say because. Oh yeah, but now you are free to say that. Okay, no. <laughs> so, Rajasthan uh, versus Kerala. Rajasthan uh, uh, making the boss, making the I League finally. Uh, new state, a new team in the yeah. in the I League. Team uh, from Rajasthan never happened in the past, uh, but this time around we have Rajasthan United. The entire the competition agreed. We have been saying this for quite some time. A graveyard for favorites. Uh, your Delhi FCs, your FCBOs. 
didn't click but rajasthan come out, comes out and takes that one spot available uh, in the i league and will be competing in the i league this coming season sandeep yeah it's uh, really nice that team was formed uh, relatively less than 5 or 6 years before i think 2016 or something is when they came with a different name and then they rebranded and then a very quick rise to the top you have to say uh, kudos to them uh, to go the entire league without losing is impressive especially in a league like this where uh, nothing is guaranteed and it's just one off day means you are under immense pressure and they did it and i in the weird way right they had the perfect players they had uh, uh, amin thapa who was this absolute like he didn't do much when like if you go to the stadium you will see he doesn't do much in terms of defensive work he just sort of ambles around and runs a little bit here and there but on the ball decisive times he is able to score great goals like this long distance goal left foot right foot uh, free kicks etc all these things and uh, a maverick player they had the maverick they had uh, in that foreigner uh, i think what is his name aliola smith uh, no akim aboy a no, no, aliola smith oh the said last name smith okay so uh, he he was also very good in whatever he did he was just sort of a, a good presence in midfield which you need in these kind of games and gurmuk was also sort of someone that i thought and um, he is a little rash but he is able to make up in center back he is able to make up for whatever mistakes that he's done so uh, kudos to him too so they had good players all over the place uh, kangres probably uh, outplayed them the whole game in the final game should have ever than maybe 5 6 minutes when lesser fernandes came on just before half time and they were sort of in disarray rajasthan was playing better but otherwise kangre was a better team but you need to score lester had that one on one chance and their other striker also had a chance uh, even later um, he also missed but vishal jhun who i i remember you remember i was talking about vishal jhun saying that look he is not up to it the goalkeepers in this league is quite bad he improved as the season went on so again kudos to him uh, he was good on the day and the thing with having players like lester or mehtab hussain or uh, sanju pradhan etc is that you you put them because they have the quality they can change games so sanju pradhan's uh, corners and free kicks are very important for fcbu they don't have the legs but yeah but they don't do anything defensively and uh, that's a big problem and when some you put in someone like lester to change the game and the moment he gets to change the game he does not then yeah that's a problem it's a tough league dude it's really tough you only have three games uh, in the first round or four games in the first round to see if you can get through and then you have another three games one injury means the guy is gone like even if it's a two week injury your player is gone for the whole thing right. so it's a very tough league dude and the plus uh, bubble and all the craziness that comes with it very right. very tough well uh, orko we have one of our listeners writing into us regarding rajasthan united as part of the question uh, the question comes from kai let's go need to meet them thoughts on uh, rajasthan united can they build a competitive side and flourish as a club in the long run first one that and second is does rajasthan have the facilities uh, stadiums to meet the aff criteria uh, let's not get into that for right now for the first part of the question there uh, hi kai uh, i mean as far as i'm concerned rajasthan's a big desert but uh, we'll have to see <laughs> they, they have the facilities as far but, as uh, i'm concerned they have a literature they're having a bubble this year so they don't have to worry about yeah. yeah yeah when when uh, navin said it's a graveyard for favorites uh, since rajasthan one i think we should call it a desert for favorites let's do that 
Yeah, like let's call it a desert for favorites. But uh, just uh, on Rajasthan, uh, the I League right now is such a watered down league that uh, you know, like Ashley Westwood and Roundlass Punjab think they can just buy players from the 20, 2014 iteration of BFC and win the I League. I think that 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 really tells my, you. Hey, my friend, the Ali, huh? Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that that tells you a lot about the level of the current level of the I League, right? <laughs> that really tells you that speaks volume. So I don't see why not because right now, uh, I mean anybody can like like flourish in the I League. Like I said, it's 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 not. I mean, like no disrespect to the I League teams whatsoever, but uh, I mean. Uh, like like i would mean, i don't see why rajasthan united at least can't survive a couple of seasons right um and uh, what we are also seeing just just this observation with rajasthan right among the among the people who came to the i league qualifiers among uh, pu dfc kerala united uh, kenkre rajasthan united had the least number of former i league and isl players right even rinti had more rinti fc from meghalaya had more right because some of them had played for lajong before so given all of that rajasthan still managed to qualify so in the i league it doesn't really i mean it doesn't really matter if you get big names right like sandeep said you can get San, uh, sanju pradhan you can get a mehtab hussain but if these guys don't have the legs to play every four days you're screwed and i think that's what happened to like bu for example that that's really what happened to bu they they went for big names they went for dharmaraj ravanan kinshuk devnath sanju pradhan pedro manzi luka maisen and they were all finito by game 3 done right so uh, in the i league the secret to flourishing in the i league is simple just build a team which can run and run and run for 90 minutes hold its shape uh, vikrant uh, i is a coach i've known for a long time Uh, almost qualified for the I League with Hindustan FC, and imagine he did it with 16 players only in the squad, like bare bones squad. 16 players, yeah, yeah, very good coach. Uh, 16 players and uh, lost to Real Kashmir on the last day, and then Real Kashmir qualified for the I League. So uh, he he realized the secret to you know secret to winning the second division, not some. you know not pull off some fancy tactics not have some great players no like just make sure they cover every blade of grass possible right uh, i saw it against delhi fc also delhi fc is a team which had like 10 10 15 15 shots against every other team but against rajasthan these guys just put their body on the line these guys blocked everything they stayed deep they countered and they had that one aman thapa like he said you know they they came and this thing so uh the i league is also pretty much the same only you don't need really need like a like a really good like a really experienced squad no right like if if roundlass like i said do roundlass punjab can win the i league with a with a with a group of pensioners nobody will be surprised right that's that's the level of the i league currently so uh, no no really i can't see why rajasthan united cannot cannot really flourish in the i league at least but yes when they go in the isl obviously it's a different ball game altogether uh, but yeah to just to answer kai's question little more holistically also uh, to obviously flourish as a club in the long run you'll also have to to uh, meet or you have to set up a few grassroots uh, activities you know more 
focus more on the club, focus more on the academy side of it, try and get more local players. Uh, often what I've seen with, uh, you know, teams which get into the I-League is that uh, they completely neglect because the uh, because the main team takes up almost 90% of your budget, 90-95% of your budget. Uh, you know, they completely ignore the other parts of other parts of uh, you know running a club and uh, which is why you know uh, there have been uh, so many so many clubs which have shut down so many i clubs which have shut down the last 10 years because the wages to turnover ratio is insane because you ignore you ignore the base of it and then it comes back to bite you in the ass because then you then you have to recruit this highly expensive players from the ISL and they're dropping down a level so to convince them you, they'll always be like, oh, you know, I need... And you have to pay them 3x or 4x the amount that you will pay to a similar player, right? This is a mentality. I'm saying the mentality has to change, right? I, my my theory has always been that you can always replace a 10 lakh player with a 1 lakh player in Indian football, right? Because a 10 lakh player can also not cross, the 1 lakh player can also not cross. It's the same, <laughs> the same with both of them, right? So, my point is they can flourish. They have to be smart about it. Not like the other I-League clubs who went bust in sp- just spending a lot of money. Don't spend right. a lot of money. Uh, recruit smartly. Recruit wisely. And uh, play the long game. Try and try and hold your best players on to long contacts so that you don't lose them for free. Because even if you have to lose them, at least might as well try and make some money off them. Alright. But uh, Sandeep... Uh... Let's talk a bit about the favourites coming into the competition. One was Delhi FC and mm. FC Blue, the other team. All of us mm. expected... KU FC? KU FC also? Yeah. We expected... Yeah, one, no, one man, that is a lot of hype. I saw them play. There's no chance. Pro- we expected one of these teams to probably make it to the I-League. FCBU, Rich- uh, you spoke to Richard before the competition and uh, expectations are high from this man. Uh, second time running uh, in the I-League qualifiers for him. Uh what went wrong for uh, FCBU? For FCBU or the favorites? FCBU. Uh, yeah, so it's I, I honestly don't know. It looked so there was one school of thought uh, which you look at it and said, you know, uh, yeah, maybe the uh, they peaked in Duran Cup because they came off a very good Duran Cup performance, and we thought, okay, maybe they might be uh, in the good form coming into this. They peaked in, and uh, then. Uh, you know, sort of fell off at this thing. But um, at the same time, if you look at I spoke to Richard afterwards. Uh, we were just having a conversation. His uh, supervision is about to start in a couple of days. So uh, he was saying, like, uh, how can I say they peaked because they only played four games in the Rand Cup and they played uh, another four or five games here. So that argument doesn't also make sense. So it, And generally speaking, second division is really, really difficult to call and historically, we have seen some really strange results. Like whoever are the favourites, Hindustan at one time were favourite, like Orko mentioned. Real Kashmir, nobody expected them to win the title. I mean, win the second division and go through. And they did that. Uh, last year also, FCBU and a couple of others were favourites. This year, Delhi FC were hands-down favourites. Yep. But they, they, they were a very strong team. They had a defender who was top-scoring. From left right the centre, he's scoring with his left foot and right we'll foot. We'll get to him in a bit. Yeah, so um, it's... But then you three two or three times you get there. Uh, first game FCBU didn't win. They coasted. Basically, they thought they, they could win it and they coasted and immediately 
paid the price for it and from that moment they were under the pressure and then to finish at the bottom of the uh, group that they were in it was very tough for them and then the same thing delhi happened also this i mean for them also it happened the same thing they did well in the group stage maybe they took it like 5 10% down and that was a difference like there is quality difference is not very high in terms of players at this level in even indian players in general there is a few outliers like sunil or a few of them who are brandon etc who are at a level beyond but generally speaking the others are all like very maybe 5% up and down in terms of difference so yeah it was a tough tough for them uh, i hope uh, they can come back again because it would be nice to have an id team in, in, in from bangalore again uh, yeah it's 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 a tough league dude and this format makes it even harder because i league you have what uh, how many teams are there now 10 right yep so far so 18 games so you can peak and rally 12 12 yeah 12 so you 20 22 games so you can peak and rally and then still sort of make up and see where you finish sort of evens out at the end of the season a little bit in this tournaments like this there is not uh, any any gap at all this is a tournament basically masquerading as a league so correct look at that. well uh, orco a quick fast competition the i league qualifiers or the i league second division which was the case before pandemic happened and everything was crunched into one short version of and named as the qualifiers to select one team to go into the following seasons uh, on the very seasons uh, i league how do you look at fcbu's performance because uh, durango they did pretty well there was a lot of expectations from this team coming into the competition given the kind of squad the team had assembled and the head coach that they had continued into the second season with the team i i'm i'm going to i'm going to come out and say that uh the duran really didn't didn't prove anything i feel uh so let's see right duran they played mohammedan once right uh they played them on a slushy pitch and they beat them right they then they struggled right they they struggled in the semi final uh they were completely broken open they were completely uh what do you say they are completely dominated except the first minute where manzi scored mohammedan bossed them start to finish right uh, the views other two matches were against institutional teams so that i mean for a team which is looking to get into the i league we really can't call that as a you know standard or a benchmark right so essentially they had one tough test against mohammed on a proper pitch i'm not talking about the slushy pitch match where they came where they did well to come off, come off with a win nonetheless but in the semi final they wilted they wilted and they wilted badly right coming to the i league second division also last year they played four matches they finished third in their group in a group of five and this year they finished last in their group right they it it was colossal underachievement like because they didn't even make it out of the group right they they were at least they were expected to win the whole thing they didn't expect, they didn't they didn't make it out of the group so it it's a massive it's a massive struggle for them right uh, for me again it comes down to the spine of the team yes experience is good experience is good when you're playing at the salt lake stadium against 45000 mohammedan fans yes that makes sense you have a kingshuk devnath you have a ranwaj ramon you have a pedro manji who are playing but in a close second division competition 
where hardly anyway some 30 people only come to watch second even when it was open right i think sandeep you will also agree 30 people come to watch the second division right so in such a situation where you have to play three games every a you have to you have to question the recruitment i think they caught the recruitment horribly wrong they got robin gurum uh kinshuk devna dharmaraj ravanan sanju pradhan like i mean yes these players have performed in the past they were good 5 6 7 years ago yes they might do the business on one off game but to expect them to do it for three matches continuously and i don't know i they never looked in control they never looked in, except that one first half against rajasthan united where they scored right and uh, i don't know what's up with the fitness also because pedro manzi got injured in the second game then 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 take to a field then in the crucial third game luka maison got injured then they were reduced to an all indian 11 uh constant chopping and changing of the lineup also right uh maybe there were balance issues like i said in in the game against mohammedan also we saw that they were broken far too easily far too easily the the midfield was exposed there right uh it was just you know arun kumar trying to defend against a swarm of mohammedan attackers in the durand cup semi final so i had there too many things that went wrong for them right uh and uh, i can honestly say that it's an i league outfit in terms of the way it's run in terms of facilities in terms of the owners vision everything but uh big question marks about about recruitment and the way they went about the entire thing well if that's the case what about delhi fc that is another team that kind of got went the similar lines right with the kind of recruitment they had and the kind of players they signed up for the i league qualifiers and even in their case things didn't work because they are not in the i league i look at it slightly differently to orcodas i'm not going to defend their recruitment or uh, one way or another i have no such opinions because i was watching those games with uh, pradyum sitting next to me uh, at least the first one and we were talking about recruiting and he has played in the second division with lajam and he realizes what is necessary so i was asking about the players like older players coming in they you need them for a lot of reasons some for the quality that they bring certain characteristics because these games a lot of them are decided on set pieces so you have a sanjay pradhan there for the set piece delivery but they you you sign him knowing full well that he is not going to do anything for you when off the ball the same thing with ravanan or someone like the ravanan you could actually hear him uh, how to sort of marshal that defense or even uh, this uh, that foreigner for rajasthan you could hear he is actually talking hindi so saying some hindi words uh, like how they are marshaling defense how they, they approach a the referee to talk and point out certain things these are experienced players who they sign for a particular reason so the, at the end of the day if the one result had gone in favor of bangalore fcbu in the first round probably would have made it to the final rounds so if, if that is the case then this whole conversation would have been different same thing happened with delhi also they had a very good team uh, they banked a lot on anwar ali to do a lot of things and he delivered also on the day but they had one or two bad results which they couldn't shake off and that's it on those when you're playing so they were playing one today they will take off tomorrow and play again day after that kind of a schedule uh, with nearly or less than 48 hours of recovery time uh, of not just recovery time you need to prepare for the next team also there's no time to prepare also so you're sort of going uh, 
helped us helter through the whole season. I mean, whole uh, tournament. So uh, yeah, they need. I, I can't really blame all the recruitment completely, but he does make some points. This will be well, my point. Well, Orko, uh, Sandeep just uh, briefly mentioned about Delhi FC. So I just, I'll just pop up a question that one of our listeners just sent in uh, on t- Twitter. The questions come from Sky and a pretty straightforward question here. Are Delhi FC eligible to trophies? And, but the second part is a bit interesting. Do you see Anwar Ali making, making it to the ISL based on what he did in the I-League qualifiers? Hi, Kai. Uh, if uh, Ranjit Baj looks at the first uh, part of your question, he's just going to send you a picture of his trophy room. Right, so uh, let's not go there. But uh, the second part of your question, yes, uh, I don't see why not. Uh, my understanding is that a lot of players in Europe play with this condition, uh, and I don't like to say this. Essentially, it puts the onus on the player, puts the onus on safety on the player. Uh, I've spoken to Anwar in the past. I understand uh, why Anwar is desperate to play because uh, let's see, Anwar is the sole breadwinner for his family, right? Uh, comes from a very poor family, uh, has to play football, uh, stop studying when in fourth standard. So there's really nothing else that he can do. Uh, this is a very honest truth of it. Uh, this is not to say that the player isn't intelligent or anything else. He is definitely one of the best centre-backs we have, especially in a country which where we lack centre-backs. Like, I mean, there's a criminal lack of centre-backs. Definitely, the more the centre-backs, the better it is. Uh, but I also know that some ISL teams will be put off by the fact that they do not want this liability on their hands. Essentially, a player who might collapse at some, some point of time. I mean, fingers crossed that doesn't happen at all. And uh, I think he's been given the go-ahead by everybody else. So, I mean, we just have, we just have to take the expert's opinion for it. Right? But... Uh, for any ISL team to pick him up, they will have to take the chance. They will have to move past this uh, fear because I think that's what happened the first time around. He had a contract with Mumbai City and uh, once they find, found out he had this condition and that that, that was it for the that was it for, for the contract. So, right. uh, I think I really, I really hope for the boy, he does get picked up and um, you know, uh, I think one more stumbling block potentially might be that uh, Delhi FC might hold out for a transfer fee. Okay. So, so it, it depends on whoever has the money also to pay that, that transfer fee too. To well, all we can do is hope for the best for Anwar Ali because uh, the talent is there for you to see. And for sure. All, for sure. All, you, all he needs is a platform to showcase that talent and yeah. we can hope that he'll get that platform. I think so Anwar Ali has... Already has showcased that that at multiple platforms, whether it be the Under-17 World Cup or, uh, you know, I, I've heard from people who were, I think Anwali at one point in time was part of the senior team probables also and they were right. training in Goa. Right. And I think people who saw him in training also said, you know, this kid is, is just fantastic, right? Uh, I think Juan Ferrando came out and said, you know, listen, that their centre-back, Delhi FC, he didn't make it easy for us. He was the one who was controlling the spaces and he was you know, doing it. So, you know, and uh, when it comes from one, you know, it's high praise. Correct. Absolutely. So, uh, no doubting the guys here, but uh, again, some some stumbling blocks, some hurdles in his way too. You know, well, since you spoke about one Ferrando, we'll, we can probably look at that direction as well. FC Goa and other ISL teams are busy with the pre-season uh, training, pre-season matches. 
because the ISL is uh, right around the corner. Then, Next month is when the WWE matches. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so there are a few questions. I'll just pop up the questions, and from there we can t- take on the discussion. Uh, this one is got to do with a friendly match between I League team Gokulam Kerala FC and FC Goa, which happened in Goa. The question is from Kai again. Like this man has a lot of questions in today's episode. Uh, your, view, your views on the Gokulam uh, Goa friendly match and Nemil injury, outrage, justified or exaggerated, Sandeep? Um, so I spoke to the both clubs, people in both clubs. So it is a little outrage is a little over the top. I have to say uh, they did, you know, uh, sort of have fights with other teams also that they played. So Gokulam has this tendency of losing the and playing a little rough. So that, that, that part is there. And then I spoke to the FC Goa people also and they said, yeah, they were rough. Uh, the red cards were all well-deserved. But the outrage is a little over the top. So, yeah, it makes sense, right? Because Blasters and Gokulam are such that one does something, the other has to go up full tilt. So that has happened. And Nemil is... In the conversation, he is the next big hope for the Kerala football also. His injury, I don't know. I think they they want to get scanned and uh, checked and anything. I haven't uh, yeah. checked on this. Well, that was a bit that Shubham had asked us uh, a while ago when the show was live. Uh, when he was he joined us on live, uh, he needed an update on the Nemel injury. So we, we are awaiting scan. Scan report is what I understand. Right, Sandeep? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's for that question on Emil and the friendly between Gokulim, Kerala, Kerala, and FC Goa. The next question, Orko, this is for you. Thoughts on few clubs not meeting the licensing criteria? Also, can you name them? Three teams is what I understand uh, who haven't met the licensing criteria this season. Yeah, I understand it's Kerala Blasters, Hyderabad, and uh, uh, Sandeep. I think you might be able to name the third team. No, I can't. Uh, I've been told what to name them. <laughs> <laughs> so so can also, my question here for both of you guys, like anyone can take it. How much does it matter in the ISL if you have it? It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. You get a one-time exception, and that one-time exception is a multiple time. This keeps happening every time. Yeah, multiple time exception. So uh doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh only if you go to play Asia, I think in which case AFC cracks the whip. And right. I think uh, all teams in the AFC Cup are, are safe. So it's fine. Or probably Mumbai this time around because they play the Champions League. But I think Mumbai is pretty much sorted on that part. Yeah, I mean, if Mumbai doesn't meet the licensing criteria, then I don't no think... One will. <laughs> no one will, I think. No one. We have to look whether the licensing criteria is only met on paper or is actually something happening. Uh, well, I think Sandeep, uh, as somebody who's been part of the process, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into depths of it. Uh, there are clubs who meet it seriously and then there are clubs who... Just take it and write Sandeep exactly. Manas. That's so, why I was asking. There is a for all thing. the fields. So, uh, one ISL club, I can't name names, uh, who has no youth system. I think and the multiple like most, teams. most of the teams you mean. Yeah. Most of the teams. No, yeah. this, this team has no youth system, but they have multiple youth systems registered in the AIF registry. Okay, got it. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that about the licensing register anymore. So recently, when I was doing the story, I was checking through the AF registered uh-huh. academies. There were uh, some anomalies that I was able to see. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just move on. One more question from our listener. Omnit uh, wants to know 
there is some news floating around that ISL under 23 will be starting in February. Any news on that, guys? Is there a chatter like that? Anyone? Yes. Um, I was recently speaking to a club and they were saying, you know, we're trying to pick up players. We're trying to pick up 2003-2004 bond players for, for, the, for the Reserves League. So but why under twenty three? I don't get it. It's like a such a pointless uh, this thing. We just we just like that term under twenty three. No, under twenty one or under under under. I don't know. It must be our version of sweet sixteen. You know, sweet twenty three or something. Who knows? Like maybe it's an Indian thing we don't know about. Like I don't I don't ask all of these questions. Like after so really many years, you don't know know about an Indian thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm saying after so many years in Indian football, I don't ask ask this question. Even I was like, at first like, why is this 20, 23 such an arbit figure? Why not 21 or why not 18? But then I was like, you know, this is just arbitrary, so no point. But yeah, I think the reserves league. Let's let's just call it that. Correct. The reserves league. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there are some teams. Yes, who have given their go ahead, who want to participate. Uh, keep in mind also that this means that uh, there's a lot more money that they'll have to shell out. That's the major concern that some teams, again, like I said, some most teams are spending so much money on the first team that they're just unwilling to spend it on the reserves. So, but uh, it does it does look like there has been a breakthrough in that regard, and uh, that we will have, we should have. You know, things change in the in the space of days in Indian football. So as of now, yes, the reserves league is on, but don't blame me ten days later if they all pull out, because that is very that that is very feasible. Also. And why from February? Arbit, it's again like why under twenty three? I think arbitrary. I think February probably because it might just come post the AFC Women's Asian Cup. So women are not playing this league. No, no, the focus, the Indian football focus is on that competition, right? But the, it's under all 23. Your focus should be on the ISL. No, 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 no. All of that doesn't I'll tell you why this is in February, okay? Yeah, even I, all those people who did not play will yeah. be put around to play in this league. That's exactly. it. And they'll play four or five games. It's because the, da- the last date of registration is in January. So no. they want to ensure that whoever didn't play will, will play in this. That, 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 that's that's a very it. simple. Random decisions are being made here. You, well, you pull out the candle calendar, you see how random it is. You, you pull out the, the, the calendar that they've made for yeah. four years. You see how random Good to it is. You know that there is a calendar. Even my house has a calendar. I don't really follow it. Even my house, I don't really follow it. So, it's fine. I even oh, make a calendar. They have a four-year calendar. Uh, it is sort of kept in such a way that it's all subject to change. So, the problem is the state leagues can't deal with it. So, they have to figure out, okay... Uh, we have to start our first uh, our super division here, but then they are putting some tournament here. Oh, so we'll push our supervision. So Karnataka State Association has a league plan from the uh, end of this month, which is super division, all the way till end of May. Right, the whole distance, and uh, they are given this thing saying that this is subject to change. We are not uh, married to this. We will we are ready to do whatever you want. So now Santosh Trophy one round has come to Karnataka. Right. Right. So, one of the South Zone, one group is here. So, they need to take a break for that. So, you know, all these kind of uh, changes also will have to be done. The calendar is just in name. And uh, Kerala is also trying to do the same. They are trying to set their scal- calendar because they got a tie-up with scoreline or whatnot. Mm. Right. The Women's League started today. And they have a KPL qualifiers also that's coming soon. Mm. So, they have all these things planned. But again, it's all 
little arbitrary. They can't play from June to say August, September, October. Even now, floods and things are going on. Mm. So we have to figure out a time for them to play, which will be about possibly towards the winter and uh, yeah. summer. Also, it's too hot over there, so it's going to be very difficult. All we can do is wait and watch. But guys, there's one more question before we wrap up today's episode. This comes mm-hmm. in from Ashwal. Let me just flash it up on the screen here. Hello, question. There you go. Are you guys surprised that Hyderabad FC could not complete licensing criteria? SE East Bengal and Kerala Blighter classes is kind of expected. Unprofessional club at their peak. Or go? I think it's a bit unfair to call uh, Kerala Blasters. I think the 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 CEO, I easy to see. I'm not sure. Nikhil Bhardwaj. He came out on uh, Twitter yesterday, and he, you know, he apologized. He said, you know, one, it was one financial criteria which, which was unforeseen, which we couldn't meet. So uh, some deadline trouble with that, right? Yeah. Uh, see, there are multiple reasons why people don't meet licensing criteria. Having been part of it, let me tell you, uh, some people try to do it honestly, and they get screwed in the process. Uh, some people just fill it namesake. And so then, then you can fill it in the matter of forty minutes. You can you can just fill it, right? It's 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 like it's like people who used to give the Sanskrit paper in my in my school, right? People would just people would just go there and write the teacher's name for every blank, and they they get hundred and they'll come off, right? No, seriously, I, I have a pet peeve against those who took Sanskrit in school. Seriously, I, I took I took Hindi and I suffered. My board marks. Suffered. I also took Hindi. I suffered. I should have taken Malayalam or Sanskrit. My five percent did not Sanskrit guys got so easy marks. Ninety nine marks they got, man. Yeah, insane. The worst yeah, so, one was got ninety-seven. I was so pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> I never had that option. <laughs> yeah. So Hyderabad FC, uh, for for all of you know, I know they didn't meet the licensing criteria, but uh, uh, from all the reports that are coming, it is a club which is which is trying to do things the right way. It's a club which is trying to pull in the right direction. There might have been a mishap with the licensing criteria. We'll never know because. Uh, the licensing credit is pretty detailed. It's 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 very exhaustive. So the if they went about doing it the right way, and they might have missed one or two. Uh, but like Sandeep said, if I was to if they would do a thorough forensic investigation of licensing criteria, I could name at least four to five ISL clubs which do not have a youth setup at all, which do not have a youth setup, and they definitely fail. They definitely fail the licensing criteria. So yes, I won't say because somebody uh, and actually very sad because Hyderabad FC and Kerala Blasters both have a youth setup, right? So they they do meet that criteria at least. So uh, are, we, are we missing out on East Bengal? What's up with them? East Bengal always explained because they they, they, form, they, form, they form the team only late. They form the team only late. Their whole aim was that uh, out of context video of. All these players being asked, all domestic players, and then they turn around and they push them. <laughs> hmm. You know, they're signing and letting go. <laughs> yeah, their their aim was only to 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 put up a team for the ISL. Never mind the licensing criteria. Like the fact that they even managed to string together a team for the ISL is a miracle itself. Because I think they signed some twenty one players in two days prior to the deadline. I heard. So like, uh, it's I mean East Bengal. Nobody seriously expect them to. To pass the licensing criteria, um, Kerala Blasters, like the guy said, the like the the owner's son said, he, it was a mishap, and uh, uh, Hyderabad FC will 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 have will know more. I think when when the club maybe the club will put out a clarification, the club won't. Who knows? 
but uh, this is for sure that you know if if it was stringently it was if it was very stringently implemented uh perhaps only 3 or 4 of the 11 clubs would would really uh, even pass the licensing criteria but or this is not it's not a new thing right every year they fail yeah, yeah. Uh, every year every year this i league also they fail so yeah What is a big deal? Like, I'll just give exceptions. People will uh, care if an ISL team fails, and I think I League as a league is. Mm. No, I League teams before uh, I League was under a lot of stress. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, but teams have been chucked out because they have not fulfilled the licensing criteria. Wangdo and not Wangdo, the other Rangji and one more team, Rangji and one more team. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Injury Time. Mm-hmm. No more questions, uh, but it was great. It was a great discussion on few topics pertaining to Indian football, things that matter in Indian football. The national teams playing the Under Twenty Three team, the SAF Championships, the I League qualifiers. We have we'll have Rajasthan United this time round in the I League. Which, the only uh, United which did well. The only United which did well. <laughs> yes, uh, over the. Over the course of weekend, yeah, weekend, yeah. yes, including the Super Sunday, right? Yes. But guys, uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube on Injury Time India to get all the latest from the world of Indian football because that is something that we concentrate on here. So until we bring you the next episode of Injury Time, I hope you guys have a great time. Enjoy all the football that is coming your way, and on the Indian football front, the under twenty three team is in action again. Play they play UAE on Wednesday. then there is a match against kirkistan a few days later so there is indian football action to keep you engaged as well so watch all of that because we'll be back with our next episode where we'll be discussing all of that and everything that has got to do with indian football bye bye